book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. Does anyone out there remember an old-fashioned road map, what they actually look like? We used to keep an atlas in our car, and all the young people are saying, now what on earth is that? And now we have it all on our mobile device, don't we? We, we have these GPSs, and uh, the little person that lives in your phone tells you exactly where to turn and where to go. And by the way, they're not always right, and on occasion I thought, I wish I had an old-fashioned map in front of me to look at this. I don't think this is really the best way. Uh, But I want to tell you that if you're going to find your way, and certainly if you're going to show somebody else the way, you have to have something to show them. We're talking about becoming a gospel guide, guiding people to God. And we learn from Philip's example in Acts chapter number 8 that you have to begin by following guidance yourself, so lost people can't help other lost people. Uh, You have to be found before you can point anybody else in the right direction. And we also learned that you have to begin looking for people along the way, people that you can point to the Lord Jesus. Uh, He did that in Samaria. He does that for the Ethiopian man in the desert. But notice how he does it. This is very important. And the Holy Spirit is very careful to tell us this. We break into the story again. Jump right into the desert with me, would you? In fact, jump right into the Ethiopian's chair with me for a moment. Uh, Acts chapter number 8, verse 29, The Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? I do love the fact he begins with a question. I think so often we, we begin with a declaration. But questions probe. They open the door. They begin the conversation. Learn to to just begin the conversation. Look for entry points to begin with. Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip they would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. Now, do you know what we just read? We just read an exact quote from Isaiah 53. So this man is not only reading from the book of Isaiah, he is specifically reading from the most messianic, redemptive passage uh, in the prophet, which is Isaiah 53. It is that great passage on redemption, on uh, the sacrifice of Messiah. Don't you know that's the providence of God? And he asked a question in verse 34. The eunuch eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, don't miss this, and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. If you're going to be a gospel guide, you not only have to be found yourself and look for others who need direction, but then you need to use the road map. And what is the roadmap? The roadmap of salvation, the roadmap for eternal life, 
is the Word of God. It is Scripture. It is not my words. It is God's Word. It's not your power of persuasion. It's not your ability. We're not selling something. Uh, the Lord is giving it away. Uh, we're not just trying to coerce people. You can't coerce someone's conscience. Uh, the Father has to work in them to draw them. The Holy Spirit has to bring conviction of sin. Only the Lord can really turn the light on of their spiritual understanding. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can use the Word of God, and you will find that the Word of God is powerful. The Word is what gives direction. I believe in the clarity of Scripture, and I believe in the sufficiency of Scripture. I mean by that, the Word of God is very clear about what it means to be saved and how a person is saved. Uh, I also believe that the Word of God is enough, that it doesn't need uh, me to elaborate. It may need me to explain, but you should add nothing to the Word and certainly take nothing away from it. Depend on the sufficiency of Scripture. Now, Philip understood this. He was a Bible man. He was a man of the Word. Uh, I think it's fascinating that this is not only the passage that the Ethiopian eunuch is reading, but Philip knew the passage. Now, this is deep. Are you ready? You cannot explain Scripture you are not familiar with. That's why we must be in the Word ourselves. We must know the Word of God. We must be able to, to use the Word of God. That doesn't mean you can always answer every question, but you ought to especially know the great redemptive passages of Scripture, these, these great portions that explain the way of salvation uh, so that you can use the Word to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you're using the road map, you know what you're doing? You're pointing them to the way of life. Uh, yes, to the ultimate destination, which is heaven, but specifically to the way. The Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You're using the written word to point them to the living word. Just preach Christ to them. That's all this man did. In fact, if you look at Acts chapter number 8, when he gets to Samaria, what does he do? The Bible says in verse 4, they're preaching the Word. Verse 5, he preached Christ. If you're going to preach the Word, you're going to have to preach Christ. All right, so he does that in Samaria. Then what does he do in the desert? Same thing. He begins with a Word. He begins with the very same Scripture, and he preaches unto him Jesus. Did you know you can actually talk to people about the Bible and never get to Christ? You can talk about lots of interesting things about Scripture and Bible stories and Bible knowledge, but never get them to Jesus. No, you must take them to the Word to lead them to the Word. You must take them to the written Word to show them the living Word. Don't just show them things. Don't just talk about spiritual generalities and religious concepts. Talk to them about Jesus Christ. Don't preach church. Don't preach politics. Don't preach your ideas preach Christ. And when they have questions, and they will, this man had questions, use their questions to lead them to the one who is the answer. Only Jesus can take a question mark and straighten it out and make it an exclamation point. Only the Lord can move from uncertainty in a person's life to confidence and certainty. And so we must learn to use the Word of God, to use the Scripture to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Philip knew how to do this. By the way, it works in the face of opposition. That's what Simon, the sorcerer, brought was opposition. It works in the face of religious confusion. That's what the Ethiopian eunuch represents. So where there is spiritual opposition, where there is religious confusion, I'll tell you what people need. They don't need our debates. They don't need our clever speeches. They don't need our, our good talk. 
They need the Word of the living God. Get into the Word for yourself and then get others into the Word. I'm convinced if we could just get people into Scripture, Scripture will open to them who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Uh, Be acquainted with the great portions of the Word of God that explain the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, for the record, would be a great one. And uh, there are many. Romans, this great book of salvation in the New Testament, wonderful. The Gospel according to John, tremendous. But I would point out to you that you can start at any Scripture and lead people to Jesus. And that's very important. I think sometimes we put God in a box and we want to just have our little speech and our checklist that we go through. And I want to suggest to you that even the Scripture you read in the morning could be the entry point that day for beginning a conversation about Christ. Something God's showing you from the Word. Let it be fresh. Speak out of the overflow of what God is showing you at that time. Use the Word to connect people to the message of Jesus Christ. If you're going to be a gospel guide, then you're going to have to use the roadmap, and you're going to have to point them to the way of salvation. May God help all of us to do that today. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.